Good morning. There's two of us this morning. <laughs> Thanks, Georgie. Hey, turn with me in your Bible to uh, Ephesians chapter 3. I want to get right to the Word this morning. Verse 14, Paul says, For this reason I bow my knee before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For this reason, what reason? What's the background? I want to take a look at that before we go on with the, the Scripture reading this morning. Background is that Paul wrote Colossians and Ephesians, uh, many believe, as circular letters that went to other churches. Uh, but they were written from imprisonment while he was in Rome. Sound familiar? He had plenty of time to pray, but he also was separate from fellowship. Sounds more familiar. We're not in prison, but we have those. But it seems like in Colossians, he had a real revelation about, the, about Christ, the preeminence of Christ, the, uh, the supremacy of Christ. And it's almost like Colossians is the first volume in a two-volume work. Ephesians being volume two, he has this revelation about the wonder of the church. If we were to look at, at Ephesians, chapter one, it's like he's recounting Colossians and he talks about being in Christ, in Christ, a number of times in him, in Christ. That's where we start. But then chapter two, he goes on to the unity of the body. One body. Talks about the building, the temple, as the dwelling place of God in Ephesians 2.22, in whom also you are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. But then he goes on in chapter 3 and he talks about the hidden mystery, which represents the eternal purpose of God, is revealed. That the glory of Christ is made known to the spiritual world through the church. Verse 9, to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Christ Jesus, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in heavenly places. He's saying, with that in mind, for this reason, with that in mind, the fact that we're in Christ, the fact that we're one body, we're fact that God has this plan that through the church he's going to actually declare his eternal purpose, his glory, his wisdom to principalities and powers. For that reason, he basically says, I pray. Okay, I'm going to cut through some of Paul's flowery language this morning. Because when he says, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. He's actually saying, for this reason, I pray for you. Now, when I was reading this earlier, my mind tends to run ahead. And my thought was, for this reason, I pray for you. I'm expecting him to say that you overcome all opposition and persecution. Or that you take the battle to the devil and tear down the strongholds of the enemy. That's why you need to be that's why I'm praying for you. That's why you need to be strengthened by His Spirit. Because that's what He prays. That you're strengthened by His Spirit. 
and I'm expecting him to go on to all this good stuff, and he doesn't. He kind of then says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. You're being rooted and grounded in love. It's almost as if that's in parentheses, and Paul is saying, since Christ dwells in your heart, since you're rooted and grounded in love, which is the new covenant, I pray for you that you may be strengthened so that you can comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height of the love of Christ. Not that you tear down the strongholds of the enemy, but they, that you may be able to comprehend. That word literally means to receive experientially. It goes beyond an intellectual understanding. That you may be able to grasp, that you may be able to experience, comprehend together what is the width, length, depth, and height I think that actually, when you talk about dimensions like that, it's like a building. I think he's referring back to uh, chapter 2, verse 21, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple to the Lord. So he's talking about something of this togetherness, this wonder of the church in his thinking, that you know how that, that with the length, the depth, the height, and it says to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. Again, no is to experience the love of Christ that passes knowledge. It kind of almost seems a contradiction in terms. This is a love that goes beyond knowledge. It's to know the unknowable. How can you know the unknowable? See, it's a love that goes beyond the natural. It's a supernatural love. Have you ever heard the expression, it has to be experienced to be believed? I think that's what this is about. It's a love that has to be experienced to be believed. It goes beyond the natural, goes beyond what we would normally know. It's an incredible concept, but he doesn't stop there. goes on and says that you, that you is plural, that you all may be filled with the fullness of God. Okay, now I think he's saying two things. While Christ dwells in me, the fullness of Christ is only known together. While I have the dwelling of Christ in me, the fullness is only known together. There's something of us together that expresses the fullness. Now if you think about that, this is God's wisdom. God's eternal purpose that stuns principalities and powers. The fact that together we're the fullness of, of Christ. The fact that there is something of his love that surpasses our understanding, our knowledge, but we can experience it. But then together, this is the wonder of the church that stuns principalities and powers. Pretty incredible. But then if we read on, it doesn't stop there. It says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, 
we often take that totally out of context. Because what he's actually saying is the power of the Spirit working in us is able to do this thing. It's able to do this expression that stuns principalities and powers. More than we can think, more than we can visualize. This fullness of Christ in us together is more than we can comprehend. But it's the Spirit's power that's able to do that. Then it goes on to say, To Him be glory in the church, by Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever. Basically he's saying, in this is Jesus glorified. In this. So Paul's revelation, his wonder of the church, is that we're in Christ, but then in Christ we're being built together to a dwelling place of God, that when we are filled with the fullness of God, when we experience the fullness, the love of Christ that goes beyond our comprehension, it brings us to a fullness, a greater dimension that actually stuns principalities and powers. You still with me? Let me give you some thoughts, and then we'll go on. Thought number one, love is the basis for everything in the kingdom. Love is the basis for everything in the kingdom. John 3.16 tells us God so loved that he gave his son. Matthew 22, 36 to 40, they asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment in the old covenant? And Jesus says, love God and love your neighbor as yourself. But then he goes on, he establishes a new covenant and he says, a new commandment I give to you. John 13, 34, love one another as I've loved you. Not love, one, love others as you love yourself, but love one another as I've loved you. There's something in this new covenant that goes beyond what we've seen before. The manifestations of the Holy Spirit are based on love. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 says, if I don't have love, I have got nothing. If I have the tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love, I have nothing. I can have miracles, but if I have not love. So everything in the kingdom is based on love. 2 Corinthians 5.14 tells us that love compels us to minister. The love of Christ compels us. In fact, in John 4, 1 John 4, from 7 to 11, John writes, if we don't love, we don't know God. For God is love. It even goes beyond. In Revelation 2, 4, a message written to this very same church says that you've lost your first love and if you don't get it back, I will actually remove the candlestick. If we lose love, we cease to be Jesus' church. Uh-oh. That, that's amazing. He doesn't say that he's going to remove the candlestick if we have wrong doctrine. He doesn't say he's going to move the candlestick if we lose su the supernatural expression of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't say he's going to remove the candlestick even if we lose our heart for the lost. But if we lose our love for Jesus... 
Why? Because everything flows from love. This becomes an evidence to both the spiritual world and the natural world. John 13, 35, by this will all men know that you're my disciples, by your love for one another. As we just read in Ephesians 3 and verse 10, that the intent, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to the, through the church, the principalities and powers. There's something that is an expression to the natural world and the spiritual realm that we are in Christ when we love. That's the manifold wisdom of God. Everything flows from love. Now it seems like that's why we need a supernatural strength to experience it in its totality. I pray that you be strengthened in the spirit that you might know the love of God. It's something that's so great. We need a supernatural strengthening to know the love of God. But when we understand that, when we see that, that together this is expressed, we understand Paul's revelation. We see the wonder of the church. Someone once said, we're better together. I think that's such an understatement that it misses the reality that we only are the expression of the fullness of Christ together. But there's more. We've got some steak knives here. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1 says, I therefore, therefore because of what we just talked about, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which, with which you were called. So what he's saying is that this is not just some ideology we value. It's not a precious jewel, this fullness of Christ that's expressed in the, in the, the love that he puts in us. It's not some precious jewel that we keep hidden away. It's not like grandma's fine china that we pull out on Christmas. This is the love that lives. Walk worthy of the calling. In essence, live this love out. It's not just some idea. Oh yes, we can celebrate that. No, it's something that actually gets translated because it fills us up and gets translated into life. How? With all lowliness, gentleness, long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Now, lowliness, this word here literally means to, made up of two words, humble and mind. It actually means humble-mindedness. It's an idea that I'd, I'm not what counts. It's an unselfish concern for the welfare of others. Focus isn't on me. It becomes something else. Gentleness literally means even-tempered, tranquil, meek. It's someone who pardons injuries, who corrects faults. Not corrects faults in someone else, corrects faults in themselves and rules their own spirit. Long-suffering, two words, long and temper. Literally means patience, forbearance. Patient endurance, someone who 
can exercise restraint. In other words, someone who puts up with a lot. Bearing with one another in love. Bearing is literally mean to up and to hold. It means endure, persevere, putting up with. Kind of getting the message here. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit. There's something that happens when we experience this supernatural love that changes how we look at other people. Changes how we deal with other people, how we accept other people. That, that actually makes us much more uh, patient and forbearing with others. In essence, I think what he's saying is when we experience supernatural love, we have these qualities. What do I mean? These are the result or the byproduct of this love he just talked about. They're the result or the byproduct. So what does that mean? If you don't have them, don't aim at them. If you don't have them, don't try and be more lowly, more gentle. Oh, I need more patience. I've got to try and be more patient. No, if you don't have them, go back to the love of Christ. Go back and get filled again with this supernatural love. See, it's when we aim at the fruit rather than the root that we get to legalism. You have to be more patient. I will be more patient. I will be more patient. I will be more patient. No! It's a byproduct of this supernatural love. Why do we need these? Because we deal with each other. Well, I'm filled with the love of Christ. I'm not sure about you guys. No, the Bible says you're filled with the love of Christ. But it still works out through us. And so sometimes we need to have patience. We need to have forbearance. We need to put up with a lot. When someone doesn't say the right thing or do the right thing, when, when we get injured, we have to be willing to pardon. Why? Because we're super people? Yes, I'm Superman. I can do this. No, because we're filled with a supernatural love that is an expression of Christ. So let me set you free. If you don't have lowliness or gentleness or patience or bearing with one another or the unity of the Spirit, don't try and get it. Just go back to Jesus. And allow him to fill you again. So, in this season, I want to do what Paul did. I want to pray for you, for us. That in this season we're strengthened by the Spirit. And then that there's a renewed love a greater love. I think there's something in the church as a whole that God's doing. Uh, and I think we're going to see something absolutely wonderfully amazing and supernatural when we all get back together. But we're not there yet. There's light. But there's something of this love. 
that as there is this expression of the fullness of Christ, it becomes a demonstration to the world and a demonstration to the spiritual realm of the love of Christ. Whatever you're feeling this morning. See, it doesn't start with us together. It starts with us individually coming to Jesus. It doesn't start with going to church or gathering as a church. It starts with us individually coming to Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, we'd love to introduce you to him. If you'd contact us by our website, we'd love to, uh, to pray with you. We'd love to uh, introduce you to Jesus. But for the rest of us, again, in this season, let's take advantage of the time. Let's be strengthened. We you bow your head? Lord, we do pray, as Paul did, that there'd be a strengthening of the Spirit, a supernatural empowering that we can comprehend together what is the love of Christ, the, the depth and the length and the height and the width of the love of Christ, to know that love that surpasses knowledge, to experience it, that together we're filled with the fullness. I think I said it last week, but something about full people gathering as opposed to people gathering to get filled. Full people gathering. Lord, I'm excited as we get to come back together sometime in the next couple months or whenever it is, of full people gathering filled that is an expression then of the fullness of God something supernatural would you pour your love in us again Lord for every single person no matter what they've been experiencing no matter how they've been feeling that there would be something of a pouring of your supernatural love Holy Spirit pours the love of God in our hearts will you pour Will you pour? And Lord, in this, I pray that you protect us from the idea that we're better alone. From the lie of the enemy that would try and isolate us and pull us aside. While that's been, in essence, the, the case for some of us in this season, we realize that your plan is not only are we better together, but we're supernatural. And the fullness of Christ is only seen in us together. We need one another. And so Lord, we just speak your protection from any lie. But we pray for a renewal of that love. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. I can't wait till we can get together again. But I hope you're taking advantage of the season uh, that we're in. I don't think it'll last forever. I hope not. Uh, I, I really do miss all of you, miss us being together. But uh, pray God's blessing on you in Jesus' name. Amen.